When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers to Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin, and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Abdul Osman against Brad Jones to put Liverpool out of the cup and not that to three! Hello and welcome to your weekly dose of Northampton Town audio goodness. It's all cobblers to me. Our claret heroes have just missed out on a trip to Wembley, but that's not going to stop us from looking back at a memorable season for both the men's and women's teams, as well as digesting the retained list. I'm Charles and joining me to do just... All of that are Danny Brothers and Chesie, Jeffy, Coleman. How are you guys? Have you both recovered from last week yet? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. But I'm merry otherwise. You're merry? Yeah, um, I, f- I feel content with life otherwise. Yeah, I think I'm in a moment of gentle and still reflection, Charles, which is a good place to be. That it's is a dis- good place. Disappointment, annoyance, anger... But then it's basically the stages of grief we go through, isn't it? Um, but, <laughs> yes. but we had a lovely time on Friday, so we'll come to that later as well. But that that helped. Um, but yeah, it, it saddened to the season. But I think I think like the majority of most people are more contemplative now and looking back on it as a decent season and as a good season. I think so. I mean, initially, I felt quite a, a downtrodden. 
I suppose mm, was good word. Yeah, way to describe my feelings on was it Wednesday evening, Wednesday mm-hmm. night. Um, I, it felt like it just wasn't meant to be. I, that that's how I actually felt. Was I kind of went? Mm, it wasn't really meant to be. Then was it? Let's be honest. So I wasn't. I wasn't. You know, upset by it. I wasn't angry about about it. I, I just felt a bit like, oh, well, wasn't wasn't for us this season. Let's move on, kind of mm-hmm. thing. And I, if I'm being honest, I didn't want to be negative because. You know, at the very start of the season, you know, I'd said 10th place, I think, for us. So to have finished fourth, to have finished four points off the top, to have made it to the playoffs, and then to, you know, I I think it would have been worse if we'd have gone to Wembley next week and lost, for me, personally. Here's here's what I think. Oh, sorry, Danny. Carry sorry, on. Sorry, no, you Here's what I think, for what it's worth. Um, after the Barrow game, I felt very cheated by football itself um, because I felt like we deserved to go up on the balance of the season. And I felt quite devastated by the fact that we didn't go up, mostly because of the fact that who went up instead of us, um, because I've had earache for the last couple of weeks at home. But there we go. But my overrided feeling with the playoffs is, although... On the outside, I'm like, yeah, we'll win the playoffs. It'll be fine. I knew we weren't going to win it from the minute we we fell out of those automatic places against Barrow. And actually, for me, um, I'd kind of already made my mind up that we weren't going to win it, so therefore felt quite quite relaxed about it. But my overriding feeling on Wednesday was that actually we weren't good enough on Wednesday. So tough was what I felt. However, with hindsight, um, I think you're you're right. Charles in that actually this has been quite a momentous year in lots of other ways and actually the connection with the fans and the management team and the fact that we've got a group of players that we really care about and they really care about us it seems and the amount of work that's gone on with Brady and his ability to really rally a group of players after such a terrible year in the year before I think we have a good building block and we said at the beginning of the season that we could afford patience. Well, that has to roll over again. We still have to be patient. It's annoying, but we still have to be patient because actually we were deserving of automatic and we were robbed of it effectively. And we just got to move on and just whatever has been done this season, we just need to make sure that we continue that on. And we've got a much better platform, I think, and we'll come on to that later, but we've got a much better platform now to cope with that. And I think it's so important that we're not destroyed by what's happened. We don't need to be. No, oh, I don't think we are. I don't think we are completely. And there's obviously there's a lot of sadness, a lot of unhappy things going on. There's, but I think to me, I think being in the ground, I, I was kind of accepting it from about halfway through the second half that we were just. It's like you said, Charles. It's not meant to be. Um, so many decisions going against us, like stupid refereeing decisions, just not going for us, both legs as well. And you just think when that happens and when Barrow happens, you just think, right, it's not meant to be. And it's not like we've gone out there and put on a complete shit show. We've battled right to the end. We've tried to get back into the game. We've done all we could. I think Mansfield put in probably one of the best defensive performances I've seen against oh, us for a long time. They were yeah. superb. And you just, sometimes there's no break in that. 
John Joe was great again for them, unfortunately. Um, there's just there, there's no way past it, and sometimes you have to accept that. Um, and fair play to them because they've come and done a real job on us. And it's it's just I think sadness more than anything that we couldn't get that that Wembley trip um, twenty five years on from the other one, and just to have a really good day out. But I think looking back on the whole season, it is it is one where you can actually be quite proud of it because it's. It's John Brady's first season, his first full season in a job, basically a rookie manager coming out, which I think gets lost in a lot of the other managers in the division who get a lot of media attention that John Brady's come in, is basically started again from scratch in the summer. He's built a team from nothing with his transfer committee and, and all the staff around him. And we should be proud of him and proud of the team for doing that. Um, we've grown the connection like Jeffy was saying between the fans and the players again that's what we wanted at the start we wanted that to start again because if we felt really disconnected because of COVID because of a really rubbish season the year before it did need to start again and I think we've surpassed our expectations once we got up there it was disappointing not to get not to carry on because we were so in the top three for so long and in that mix for so long um, and it and it just felt like the momentum was with us at the end so it was really just the disappointment of Barrow and then uh, you, after the first leg you think oh we're getting back into it because the momentum was with us a little bit then but as soon as they scored their goal I felt and that was another decision that went against us I just felt it's it's slipping away from us and the feeling at the end was more like you know fair play we've 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 gone as far as we could possibly could really without going to Wembley um and so, like the gen, the general feeling I've got now is a, is is happy with the season. Um, yeah, let's let's move on. But but the important thing is coming next, isn't it? It's, it's coming. It's about what what happens next, as usual. Um, who goes? Who stays? It's all the next step. Wh- what the foundation will look like is the major major next barrier. I think, isn't it? Mm. I have one opinion on this whole release transfer <laughs> list thing. Well, should we get, should we get to that in a bit? Because you know, I still think that there's a bit to talk about and a bit to sort of get off <laughs> our chest with the actual Oh, go for it. That's why I, I shall hold on to my comment. <laughs> I think that because I, you're right, Danny, in what you're saying about how that second half performance in the first leg made us all sort of turn around and believe the momentum with it was with us. I think the players thought that as well. John Brady certainly did in the media that was happening pre-match. I mean... I was watching the second leg on Sky and the pre-match interview that he did uh, with Sky was was very much like a case of, we will score. And I, I think he got asked, you know, what, what happens if it's still sort of nil-nil after, I can't remember, you know, 70 minutes. And he said, well, we'll, we'll be patient, but we will score and it will come because it has done pretty much all season. Mm. There are only a handful of games that we've not scored in. I think the issue was was that we didn't score straight away. I think if we'd have mm. got a goal within the first 10, 15 minutes, a bit like what Mansfield did in the first leg. Yeah, well, if that happy header goes in right at the then, start, that's yeah, game changer, isn't it? It's- exactly. That would have been game on. I think Mansfield's heads would have been like, oh no, here we go. And we'd have been tails up and just, yeah attack, attack, attack. Whereas Mansell came, it felt like to me, Mansell came with a game plan of we've shut up shop. We are not going to let them score. And that's basically what they did. You know, that 
their game plan worked and they hit us on the counter with a goal that is annoying. But there you go. It's, you know, it's been given. What more? You know, we can't do anything about it now. As, as annoyed and as angry and as upset we all were at the time. What can you do? You know, you can't do anything. And I think at that point, the game was done. And I think I was pretty... I, I felt at that point, it's game over. We need to score three to go through now. Yeah, and I think the, that, the thing that my feels head, like a mountain. Basically, my I was thinking just score, just get two and get to extra time. That was, that's all we needed to do at that point. I don't think you know, I ever had it in my head. We need to score three goals. I was just thinking we need two. If we get one... Then it's game on because. Oh well, you see, I didn't want yeah. penalties against Mansfield. Well, so you don't want like, it, but you take it. But you I take it at that point. Don't you? Three, you need three. <laughs> yeah, no, but I think at that point you just take anything you can get, don't you? And, of course. Yeah. Of course. Frustrating. I, I will say I did come out of it feeling less angry at Mansfield than I thought I would because I thought I thought they played really well and I thought most of their fans behaved quite well. We'll come on yeah. to that again. Yeah. Um, they didn't like run on the pitch or anything. They stayed and celebrated in their seats, apart from a couple of idiots at the end. Um, and uh, it's it was hard to argue with the result. I think in the end, I think that makes it easier to digest because we just didn't quite have enough. And I think it potentially is that's how the season that has been. We we just we're there, but we're not quite there, and mm. that's how it's ended out ended up. And it is frustrating because it's it's one goal and then it's a playoff, isn't it? It's it's frustrating, and you think, can these players get the motivation back next season now to to use this to go and go for that top three next season? That's the question, isn't it? And that's the thing that actually that that's part of the thing that keeps my positivity going is that I look at it and I just go, John Brady has done such a fantastic job as as. Is, you know, Colin Calderwood and, and Mark Richards as well, and the rest of the, the backroom team at Sixfields. I think they can do it again. I mean, if you look at the fact that he took some players, that the majority of which that were signed back in September, yes, there were a couple of flops, but the vast majority of them, we didn't know who they were. And they came in, or they came in with a, a, a reputation, and people were going, "What have we signed? Oh, that's not. Look at his record. That's not very good." Yeah. And yet he built a, a, a good, winning team. Now, okay, there are definitely elements which you know needed improving, and you could arguably say that the improvements didn't come quick enough, or didn't come at the right times during the season. But I, I do think that that. Brady and Co did a really good job, and that's what then I think puts us, you know, going forward for next season with with positivity because mm. of the fact that he's already he's done it once, and I think he's a tremendous coach, and he quite clearly knows how to really get the best out of players, individuals, and get them to work as a team. Now the question is going to be: is that out of any of the players that we lose? Are we going to be able to go out there and replace them with players that are either of equal ability and equal worth to the team or better? That's going to be where the you know where the next season hangs on really. Yeah. I think I think um there's something to be said about this season and the way we have gone out of third place 
the whole country knows that story. The whole country knows we were so close. So player prospective players know that story. And I think we're in a much better position now than we were a year ago in terms of perspective signings. You come down as a relegated team, probably not getting looked at as much. But what we've done this season is actually build ourselves back up. And we're in a position now where potential signings look at us and go, oh, look, how, look how close we were last season. Like, can I be the difference? Like, they're looking at themselves thinking, can I be the difference to take this team over the line? Do you think, think also... Last season, I think we were just a complete mess and starting again. Mm. Um, we're 100% in a better position now than we were this time last year. Do you think also that that maybe is a a good thing for the players? So those three players, Roberts, Horsfall, um, and uh, mine's gone blank. McWilliams. So sorry. McWilliams. Williams, thank you. Do you think maybe that's a, a good thing from their point of view as well, maybe they they feel like they've got a injustice to right. Maybe I think I think me and Danny had this conversation on Friday. Actually, I think if one signs, another signs potentially, and I think there a lot has to be said for the camaraderie within that dressing room. So I think that might have a bit of a bearing on things because I kind of look back at. Uh, when Paige came in in 2016 and the disappointment of players that were then at the time still at the club when other players were then pulled out, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I don't know whether that kind of uh, dressing room spirit will try and stick them together a little bit more. I'd hope anyway. But uh, my personal opinion is that um, I know we'll come on to the the retained and the released this well we'll do it now we'll do it now we'll get there now shall we so on Friday afternoon the club released the retained list for the summer Joseph Mills announced his retirement which I think for me was the only shock really Um, and the likes of Danny Rose and Scott Pollock have been released Um, so obviously you can find the retained list on ntfc.co.uk and no doubt everybody will have actually seen it by now, but as we said before, Liam Roberts, Fraser Horsfall, Sean Williams, they've all been offered new contracts. Um, and then the ones that are leaving us are Michael Harriman, Scott Pollock, Sid Nelson, Benny Ashley Seal, Joseph Mills, as I said, who's retired, Josh Flanagan, and Danny Rose. Chesy, what was your thoughts <laughs> yeah, on well, it? Well, I think that um, we've got rid of two high wage bills, right? Danny Rose, for one, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. arguably Joseph Mills. Mills. Um, Benny, Benny is potentially as well. Yeah, I think nuts, Benny's probably it? on. Yeah, yeah a fair um, amount. I really do believe that. I, look, I'm realistic as a football fan, especially as a as a lower league football fan, and the the money is not, uh, regardless of what club you are, <clears throat> the money is is a difficulty, right? But I think we need to re- think really, really carefully, finance wise, on who we offer that money to. And if I were the management team, I'd be offering bucket loads of money to Liam Roberts. Bucket yeah, loads. Yeah, I, 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 I don't disagree for the reasons that you're you're saying that. The one thing that I have to say that I'm a little bit worried about for next season is that with the uncertainty regarding the deal for the Sixfields land and the East End area. I do worry about what the budget will be and about whether it will be an improvement on what we've had this year. I think one of the issues that 
you've well <laughs> the obvious issue that we've had this season has been squad depth hasn't it mm-hmm. and you could arguably turn around and say well we've got an opportunity now because of the fact that we've released up quite a bit of money I would suggest I don't know this for for definite but I mean it's not it doesn't take a rocket scientist to work out that the likes of Rose uh, Ashley Seal and probably Mills were on a league one wages at least so I would be looking at it and hoping that what we'd be able to do now with that money is to bring in maybe one or two extra players. So, you know, last season we had a certain amount of players. Let's say it was 21. Maybe we'll be able to have a 23-man squad this year. I'm just picking those numbers out of my head. But The caveat to that, though, Charles, mm-hmm. if I may add one, is that um, <laughs> without... And this... I, I want to stress that this is not a personal attack. Um, without the uh, incompetence of Mitchell, we wouldn't have been relegated from League One. <laughs> no, I agree. And actually, it's <laughs> and one of those. That's, that was key. That and, lost and, us a huge amount of games. And, and the lanky gingerman. And if we, <laughs> yeah, I'm not even thinking about that. If, <laughs> if we, Max Dead is a competent goalkeeper, but he's nowhere near the quality of Roberts. If we prioritise Roberts, we've got a starting point, and that's really important because Roberts can. Roberts is our player of the season, right? And actually, he, I think, kept. I can recall probably ten to twelve games he kept us in. Now, without those ten to twelve games, we'd have been mid-table, definitely. So it's got to be, we've got to really look at this and look at it well and look at the advantages between squad depth and then also match that and balance that up with the quality in the league and whether that's important or more important than what Roberts is. And I genuinely believe Roberts is more important than that. The the worry that I have with that though, Jeffy, is that you get Roberts, fine. And I agree with everything that you're saying about him and about how good he is and how worth the money he would be. But the issue that we've had all season has been scoring goals. Oh, yeah, really. no, totally. I'm with you on now, that, absolutely. If you then take away all the budget <laughs> to be able to provide the depth and, and to be able to provide you know, a, a decent strike force or a, you know, decent creativity, let's say, up front with finishers as well, because you've given Roberts two, maybe three players' worth of wages, I then think to myself, well, okay, are we likely to be going for promotion in that case? Yes, Roberts might mean that we keep a lot of clean sheets, although arguably I would say that the defence are just as important Mm -hmm. for having done that as Roberts is. Um, I mean, Danny Rose took up the the wage bills for three decent strikers up front, youth strikers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honest. possibly, possibly. We don't <laughs> so, know, as I said. But I mean, know, you know, there's a there's I an argument there. I could have more than Danny Rose from the West Stand seat that I was sat in. <laughs> I, I, that's because you're a different type of player, Chesney. That's what that is, different type of player. <laughs> I've never played football in my life, Charles. <laughs> and the statement still stands. You are, <laughs> guarantee you would throw yourself on the floor all the time. <laughs> <laughs> You're a battling midfielder compared to some, of, um, according to some of our Wembley '97 crew. Yeah, I was. <laughs> uh, I I think with Roberts, the fact is is that uh, with all three of them that are out of contract, 
I would like nothing more than to have all three of them stay. But we then need to make sure that we are able to add to the rest of the squad. There's no point in being in the same position as we were this season, next season, i.e. without having real depth in that squad. I mean, you could argue that in fairness, when you look at those, some of those names that are on the release list, and I don't mean any disrespect to any of them, by the way, but Michael Harriman, Scott Pollock, Benny Ashley Seal, um, Danny Rose. I don't think in terms of, essentially, in terms of their ability for this team and how they worked in this team, they didn't give us anything. I on the pitch, first, first goal of the season, Charles. Not well, yes, jumping on you, shouting Benny. <laughs> yeah, <I'm> <laughs> yeah, beautiful, beautiful moment. Um, but I, I look at it and I just sort of think, apart apart from Danny Danny Rose, sorry, who was getting a PG. lot of appearances off the bench, we didn't see an awful lot of any of the others. I, I'm not including Sid Nelson in that because obviously he, he suffered an, an horrendous injury which kept him out for the entire season but we didn't see anything of the others apart from like in the pizza cup so they obviously weren't good enough in John Brady's eyes to come in and do a job I mean Michael Harriman bless him as much as we love him because Neil is you know the spitting image of him obviously he wasn't felt to be good enough to replace McGowan in the playoffs and we went with a left footer in Mills to play right back. Oh, you know, it's one of those where you then look and go, well, that's 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 somebody's wages. And I'm, as I said before, no disrespect whatsoever. But Michael Harriman has basically earned his money this season without having to do anything. Now, hopefully, we will not be in a position with a player like that next season. Yeah. And what we'll have is a squad full of individual players who will all play their part throughout the course of the season on the pitch. I mean, one thing that I will add is that we don't know what any of these guys are like outside of, you know, the the, the actual football pitch. They could be absolutely brilliant. They could have been great for that morale in that changing room throughout the whole season. So that might be something that we've now lost and we'll have to Garner again and and mm. get players in to recreate that atmosphere again and build on it again. Uh, well, I want to just see us make a, a start in the summer and be ready for August and just be all go. July. And not July. July. Not July. 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 July, sorry, yeah. Be ready for July. Get <laughs> Sylvie in. Um, because I, I just want us to be there, not relying on loan players again to fill in gaps. Um, I'm just looking at the Port Vale, the, the the team from the first game of the season against Port Vale. Liam Robertson goal, obviously. McGowan, Guthrie, Horsfall, Mills as the back line. Nothing wrong with that. No. Dylan Connolly started right <laughs> midfield. Yeah, yeah. Mitch Binnock on the left. Paul Lewis in the middle, along with our good friend, my friend and yours, Charles. Jordan Flores. Oh, goodness. Started the season in central midfield. Oh, and I'm the so line. excited about him, bless him. Me too. And at the front line of Nicky Gabamba and Benny Ashley Seal. That was a fairly weak <laughs> front line, wasn't it? <laughs> that is an understatement. <laughs> I remember on the first game of the season, um, Sean, do you remember Aaron McGowan had the most horrific 45 minutes of football I've ever seen? And Sean said, I ain't sure about him. And after about... 10 games was like, oh, I have to change my mind. He's actually quite good. Because <laughs> yeah. he just had a shock in 45 minutes. 
But he... he was. It was it was the opposite to what happened with Nicky Kabamba, really. Because in pre-season, I remember looking at Nicky Kabamba and thinking, not necessarily thinking, oh, we've got a striker that's going to score loads of goals. But it, do you remember, I think it was against Birmingham. Yeah, he, cl- yeah. he closed down yeah. the goalkeeper and scored from basically doing that. And then obviously the Port Vale game, he got their keeper sent off by yeah, he did. Yeah, chasing he, he... the ball down and then getting it off, the, tackling the keeper outside the box. And then the did the keeper then lash out, like swipe mm-hmm. his leg or something? Yeah, he just took him down. I was getting Vidane vibes from old Nicky. Yeah. Uh, still under contract though, Charles. He is still under still, contract, still as is Paul Lewis. As is Paul uh, Lewis, yeah. Oh, bless him. Poor Paul Lewis. We just need to find a position for him that works for him. Yeah. That's... Old, um, little Johnny Maxted agreed an extension, Charles. He did. Straight yes. I mean, I can't there. blame him, can well, you? He got offered yeah. it. I take it. Bit of stability. <laughs> Bit of stability. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> sad to, I am sad to see Neil go, to be fair. Michael Hammond is a good pro. We all knew it was coming, didn't we? Let's be fair. Every Cobblers yeah, family yeah, yeah. that was coming. But yeah. it is sad when, yeah. when you see a player like that go. Because, I mean, he played brilliantly in the uh, playoff final. He was mm. a really nice bloke as well, which can't be underestimated for morale within the dressing room. That's true. However, um, I'll tell you the person that I'm going to miss more than anyone. <laughs> Amy Harriman. <laughs> you can, you can Great on Twitter. Contact. Enjoyed it. Enjoyed could, it. Gonna miss, yeah, gonna miss it. Much much better than previous wives of defenders. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, oh, who could be talking about? Yeah. Oh, look, there's a penalty <laughs> about to land. Four years later, we're still going. Um, <laughs> um, by the way, on Hi, new contracts as well, Sean Williams, I thought, was had probably one of his best games for us on Wednesday, yeah, but if Wednesday we night. don't talk about it, then no one will know. No, he was rubbish. Get out. <laughs> he, he, I'll be honest, that boy on those performances alone probably deserves a chance yeah. back up in League One. I'm, oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm gutted for him alone in that actually he doesn't deserve to be a League Two footballer next season. Yeah. No. So it's one of those I will on a personal level be very very happy for him if he gets a move to a, as long as it's a not bigger Peter club Bra. yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah let's not do that um, um out of the low knees I think I would like to see a fully fit Josh Appiah back <gasps> if we could because that would, I, I don't think we've seen it yet no but properly. having said that I think a fully fit Josh Appiah goes straight into maybe a league one or championship side <laughs> possibly <yeah. laughs> but, but so, he's, he's built his roots here now hasn't he I hope so. I mean, they all seem to... Because this was the thing. We had messages from Bezlabala, Carnu, uh, and Epia. I didn't see anything from Zimba, in fairness. But the three of those, I saw messages, of, you know, thanks for the support. You know, it was, it was, it's been great being here. Haven't, you don't necessarily even get that sometimes from players that are contracted full-time. So despite the fact that they didn't all necessarily you know, set the world on fire in a cobbler's shirt. It's it's always nice to to see that, you know, them thanking us for, for Zimba support. did, by the way, Charles. Oh, good. He sent out a very good. nice message. Good. I just didn't see it. But I like it that that has happened because quite clearly there was, you know, there wasn't a feeling of affinity with the football club and with the fans from them. So that's, that's nice. Um, I want to ask you a question, young Daniel. Mm. I think the one player that is probably causing the most... I, I mean, I don't say controversy here. That's not the right word. But providing mm. a talking point and he's maybe splitting people. Oh, yeah. Scott Pollock. Oh, Scotty P. 
been released. Insta- Don't Insta- think it was unexpected. Insta Pollock. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thoughts on his departure? Do you think it's fair that? Yes. Um, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. I thought I think it's fine. Um, if he's anyone else and not a young player, I think we're like, okay, yeah, it's not played enough, not proved himself enough, gone out on loan last season, come back briefly, did okay, but and I think the, 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 the things that people bring up about him is that youth is we like, we brought him through kind of thing, all this kind of thing. But if he's not good enough for two or three managers, then. He's not good enough. And I think think it's absolutely fine. I think that's the ultimate kind of deciding factor, isn't it? That it's not just one or two managers. There's several managers that have not put him into the squad. And it it begs the question as to what's happening behind the scenes, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think that the issue with Scott Pollock is, and, and, and this is where I feel like for once, quite happy to be the age that I'm at but (laughs) (laughs) on the whole the vast majority of people that are unhappy about his departure are a lot younger than we are oh yeah 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 I agree yeah and and I think that is down to the social media side of Scott Pollock yeah because he's got a lot of fans that are essentially they're, they're 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 more like followers aren't they than than football fans if you know, know what I mean, if you see, see what I'm trying to say. Yeah. He's obviously, he's one of those people that has made a name for himself out, you know, off of the pitch as well as on it. And therefore, I think people, when people are saying he should be given a chance, I think personally, I think he's had that chance and I think he has been given that chance and he's quite clearly not proven that he's good enough. And how long do you keep going and trying to give somebody a chance? Now, he may well end up signing for, uh, you know, a League Two side next, you know, for next season, or he may drop down into non-league. I would still wonder whether or not he would be good enough for, you know, the level that we want to be at. Hmm. And I think, was it Kettering? Did he go to Kettering? He went to Boston, didn't he? Boston, and he ran the game against Kettering. Do you remember? There was, uh, and people were going, "Oh, he's amazing! He's brilliant!" Yeah, he was playing in the National League North, fella. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's not getting into that team that no. we've. Like, you look at Wednesday night. Is he better than Salby? No. Is he better than McWilliams? No. Is he better than Pinnock? No chance. Um, and um, like, unfortunately for him, is we need to bring in someone who can compete with that type of player. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just the reality of it. It's, you know, whatever age you are, however much you've come through the academy, all this kind of stuff. Same, the same happens with every single youth player who comes through our academy and maybe glimpses the first team a little bit. Like, oh, what was the, what's your man's name? Um, Ijefano, mm-hmm. who came through. And we were crying out for goals and he was going and scoring goals in the National League North and people are like, oh, yeah, get him in. Like, bring him back and get him in the team. It's like, it's a completely different game, isn't it? It's... It's so different to, to do it consistently at the level. Like we don't just want to be a League Two team; we want to be a League Two team in the top three. And like I haven't seen enough in Scott Pollock to think he's the man to take us there or again, to help take us there. It's that thing of because we don't see them in training. If they're you know if they're playing you know mini games against each other, which I presume they do as part of Kaplunk. you know training. Yeah, Kaplunk. Yeah, yeah. Uh, travel of, scrabble. Uh, a cranium, maybe. Yeah, um, you know, Popeye pirate. 
Popeye Pirate. Popeye Pirate, brilliant. Yes. But if so, take a striker like Inchifano for for an example here. If he's not banging them in in training against our own defenders, you know, our first team defenders, then what's to say that he would be able to do it against other League Two defenders? Yeah. And and that that would be the question that I would ask. I'd be, I'd be going. I think it's absolutely fine for people to say, "Oh, um, you know, players, young, our youngsters should be given a chance." They're being given a chance because, you know, they're being given professional contracts. You know, we've we've given three now for the next season. In in Peter, I, I can never say this without going it very slowly. I'm sorry, but Peter Abimbola, uh, Miguel Nagua, and Jack Connor. They've all been given a chance. Yeah. For and next Max season. Deich has come in. And Max Deich has, of course, been given a chance as well. And I would look at it and I would go, right, out of the three that have been given contracts for this season, at the end of this season, for next season, sorry, I would I would probably expect to maybe get to see Peter Abimbola at least in the Pizza Cup games mm-hmm. next year. I would probably expect to see the other two feature as well at some point in in that competition. I if, if we get our recruitment right though, I wouldn't expect to see any of them necessarily. Well, I certainly wouldn't expect to see any of them starting in League Two no, next no. season. Maybe they'll make the bench on the odd occasion, but that is them getting their chance. They've now got you know a, a season essentially to prove themselves in the first team environment. It's not just being in the first eleven. It's being a part of that squad. And I mean, yeah. if, if if you want to talk about youth for next season, obviously Sean McWilliams, whether he's here or not next season, technically he won't be a youth player anymore because he'll be over 24. So therefore, it's Max Dyche's turn. And at that point, yeah. we'll be going, it will be the season that will define Max Dyche in a Northampton Town you know, role. In a, mm-hmm. in a cobbler's shirt. He will either make it, which is what I think he will do personally, or he will, this time next year, we'll be talking about him in exactly the same way as we're talking about the, the lads that have been released this yeah. time around. Um, I think it's important that we speak, uh, we um, treat Max Dyche separately to this is Max Dyche, Sean Dyche's son, because that also Absolutely. is going to help. I think he probably is being, and I think we are. Yeah, no, I think we are, but I, yeah, I, yeah in general, right. like the general, <clears throat> like kind of perspective of him as a player, because I think it's very important. It's a bit like um, Clash British Michael and Peter Schmeichel. It was very mm. important to put them in two different entities. He's a player in his own right because he's worked hard and he's very successful. And, you know, Max Dyche has the potential at his level to be really successful, not just because he's Sean Dyche's son, right? Absolutely. Definitely. Um, okay, time for a short break now, but when we return, we'll look back on a memorable night on Friday. Back in a moment. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers to Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. 
Welcome back to It's All Cobblers to Me. Thank you so much for listening all the way through this season. It's been a pleasure to be in your ears for the last 12 months or so. Um, On Friday night, the club hosted a special reunion event at Sixfields where members of the Wembley 1997 squad were invited to look back on that famous day 25 years ago with questions from the audience, stories of their memories, and all of it was hosted by us. We had a lovely time reminiscing with the legends, didn't we, guys? I did once I got there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your journey, your journey to Six Hills wasn't without its um, difficulties or difficulties. Yeah, not dangers. Yeah, <laughs> but you got there, and that's the main thing. <laughs> By the time Jeffy got there, it was the fiftieth year. <laughs> oh bless you oh it was a great night though wasn't it danny we enjoyed oh, ourselves it was so good it was uh, it was one of those i just you pinch yourself when you're doing it because the 12 year old me is inside me going what what is going on this is amazing this is like, i remember going to wh smith's to get my cassette of Sixfield Boyd signed and like program signed all this kind of thing because you're like these are people who are genuinely your heroes growing up and People often say, don't meet your heroes, don't, don't do it, because they'll, they'll just disappoint you. But every single one of them players who came in on Friday night was exactly how you wanted them to be, exactly how you expect them to be. Like, no airs and graces at all. Like Nothing in them to say, oh, I'm a superstar, I'm better than you. Straight in there with each other. And you could just see by watching them on their table and uh, chatting to each other. And I think it's probably the first time some of them have seen each other since then mm. for whatever reason. And they've just clicked straight back into it and straight back into the the banter and everything that it would have been like in that dressing room. And it, like, it's absolutely nuts <laughs> watching them. And, but just to, just to be in the same room as them, just to, to listen to their stories was incredible. Um, yeah, I can't, thank the club highly enough for, for inviting us along to to host the q a portion of it uh dean pier corridor charles yes you very well <laughs> got got a mention of that got the campaign going got it didn't in. go down as well as i thought it might do I no say, I, I felt very much like i'd said the wrong words <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i mean dean pier i think was offended and i don't think he quite got the gist of the fact that the corridor is where everybody goes so the corridor's up and down it's everywhere just like dean pier Exactly. And I think the, yeah. the other players thought it was a bit of a demotion from having like a suite or something named after you. But come on, get it. It's, it's, it's our, fir- our first campaign trail for the DMP corridor. Um, it's got off to a slow start, so we need a bit of momentum. I think we need banners and things for, <laughs> for, for next get season. The but, out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but no, what what a great night it was. I came away just so buzzing, and I so needed it after Wednesday. It could easily have fallen flat after Wednesday, you know. They knocked out of a chance to get to Wembley and two days later celebrating a team that did get to Wembley but it just worked and it just worked so well and it was so nice to be in their presence and just to chat to them on a human level because you just think of them as as you were back then you're like you're a 12 13 year old mm. thinking that these are like figures that you're just adoring from the sidelines and actually they're just normal decent human beings and like not one of them let me down in terms of what what they're like they're yeah. Just such good people, such solid people, and it's such a laugh. And feeling it a bit on Saturday, to be fair, but <laughs> it was, it was uh, yeah, outstanding stuff. So good. And um, uh, Woody as well, Charles was made a special trip from Wembley, didn't he? He did. He'd been he'd been doing lots of press yes. earlier on in the day for the press FA it. Trophy final. 
Yeah. Uh, of course, his Bromley side were playing Wrexham. And uh, yeah, he made the journey up from Wembley to come up to spend the evening with us and the rest of his 97 teammates. It's a beautiful irony uh, in that, isn't there? It was, yeah, it was that. really ironic. Uh, but then he went back down to Wembley and he won it. He won it. Yes. 1-0 against Wrexham. Poor one Ryan nil. Reynolds, eh? Poor Ryan Reynolds. Disallowed goal injury time and he's, he's done the whole jumping around, celebrating, and turning around, realising there's an offside flag up. That was enjoyable. Brilliant. Um, Lovely so that happens. <laughs> Woody beats Holly Woody. Charles. Brilliant. Enjoyed it. Enjoyed it immensely. Like when, I, when Andy Woodman's getting one over on two Hollywood superstars, it is incredibly enjoyable. Especially after the the events of two days before, <laughs> when um, I'm not sure how he found his way back to Wembley. I've got to say, <laughs> I, <don't laughs> I think Woody was behaving himself. I did notice that he'd gone on to half points <laughs> <laughs> towards the end. Oh, oh dear! dear. Can I do? can I give a, also a, a shout out to one of the other players? Um, Ali Gibb. Oh, Ali Gibb, yeah. Ali yeah. Gibb, Ali Gibb. what a legend. D- looks younger now than he did then, somehow. <laughs> somehow Putting us all yeah. to shame, didn't he? Did. He strode in and we're like, is that Ali Gibb? Bloody hell. Yeah. <laughs> it was incredible. Anyway, big shout out to Ali Gibb because he listens to the podcast. Yeah. Evening, Ali. Evening, Ali. Every week. <laughs> well, I don't know if it was every week, but he just, he just caught me at one point and just said, uh, by the way, I listen. It's great. Yeah. So there you go. It's should we test that? And say, should we test that and say, Ali, if you're listening now, come on, come on. Yeah, the pod you need to. You need to send us a postbag email and we'll read it out, Ali. Oh, brilliant yeah. podcast at cobblers to me yeah. Can I also shout out Shells, mm. um, Mickey Warner? Yes. Not only because he's now into um, working in green energy over in Finland, mm-hmm. which ticks all my boxes. Um, <laughs> also, he came over from Finland just for this. He did. Yeah, which is incredible. Don't mention the company credit card, though. Don't, uh, just don't. Yes. <laughs> uh, no, it, it was a brilliant, brilliant night. And like you said, Danny, the fact that to be there with... The, essentially, it was it was the players who made me fall in love with, with Northampton Town Football Club. Yeah. And yeah, absolutely. Uh, it, yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing. And to be, to be chatting to them, to be talking to them, and to be also... Because after the... The, the Q&A after, well, in fairness, before the event, really, and then after it was, you know, the actual event had finished. You know, we were, we were chatting away to them. You know, they, they were quite happy to talk to us. It was, it was really good. And like you said, they are just normal guys, obviously. But to be in that position, I feel very, very privileged and very, very proud of everything that all of us have done. So, you know, Danny, Neil, you, Chazzy, me, for this podcast and anybody else that has ever been a part of it, it has made me feel very proud of how far we've come from when we first started it. And yeah, it's been a pleasure. And the other thing that I'd like to say is it was really, really nice to meet so many of our listeners. So if you were there on Friday night, it was lovely to meet you and to to chat with those of you that I did. Um, It was brilliant to have you come to an event that was being hosted by us. Which I think my, my main takeaway, Charles, is that we need to consider if we ever get a shout out from the club to clear pitches when it's snowing. <laughs> <laughs> Just consider that, that Cobblers fans next yeah, time you do that. 
have a, have a little think. <laughs> have a little think about what the players might be doing the night before. Uh, <laughs> anyway, you will be able to hear um, what we did at the Q&A on Friday night later on this week when it will be released as a podcast. I will warn you, there's a couple of bits where there's a bit of fruity language. Um, Never. Nothing too bad, though. So um, nothing, nothing that Neil hasn't said before. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that will be in your podcast feeds later this week. Um, okay, right. Um, NTFC women, we've got to talk about them because they were undoubtedly the most successful side from Northampton Town this season. Um, they completed their invincible season. I yes. think it was on Thursday night, away at Notts County, the, with thanks to goals from Alex Dix, Leah Cadone and Charlie Cooper, they won 3-0. And their final record in the league reads as thus. Played 18, won 16, drawn 2, lost none, goals scored 78, goals conceded 8 points <laughs> 50. <laughs> Promoted. Eight goals conceded is... It's nuts, isn't it? Oh, it's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. And we've had some news as well since that night, um, which is that Leah Cadone is retiring from the game and Charlie Cooper is moving to the USA in the summer. Um, yeah. And I know that we would like to just wish both of them good luck in everything that they do next. I think Charlie's got a very bright future. She's obviously going to go and try and crack it over in uh, the American women's game, which is, I, I, I think I'm right in saying, is probably the best league in the world for women's it's football. It's hugely popular oh, as well. Massive, yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So huge, huge good luck to, to Charlie Cooper. And uh, well done on a fantastic career as well to Leah Cadone. Um, yeah. It's been a brilliant season, but it's also been a brilliant, I think, I think Leah said 21 years playing. I might be yeah, wrong with mad. that, but yeah. It's just been a fantastic it's... season to watch unfold because we kept saying, didn't we, at, at, the, at the first bit of the season, and the season went on, God, this just keeps going. And <laughs> it's a bit like when when we never lost under Wilder after January. It was like, um, when are we going to lose? And it never. it's like that for the women, wasn't it? It was like, yeah, yeah they're just not going to lose, are they? And the more it went on, it was like, yeah, they got this in the bag. It's fine. Yeah, And I know it was quite tight at the end, but they've actually won the league by 10 points. Yeah, but despite the last couple of weeks, we're like, oh, we've you know Chesterfield have got this many games. We've got this. We still have to go and win the games, and that. And it's so nice just to look at it. And it's such a deserved win, and so excited to see what the next bit, next stage is. There's obviously going to be players to replace, like two of that, two of the three that scored on Thursday, um, mm. leaving us for the different reasons. But I think we've we've got to trust in the work that Josh and Lou have done, especially with people like Charlie Cooper, who have come through the ranks as well. And getting this big move to America, that's partly down, well, a lot down to them as well. Um, So completely trusting them to find the right people, the right players to move us on next season as well, because we've got a local derby, I think. Oh, we do. We do. in there. Get that at six fields. So, someone's got to do it, and they. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least we'll have it once next year. Yeah. <laughs> made me cry. <laughs> um, okay, before we finish, um, I've got some final NTFC stats for the 2021-22 season. Would you like to hear them? Go on. Okay. Have you got some stat-based music to go behind it? Oh, I, I, I will find some, and I will um, put some in. Yes, stat-based music begins yes. now. 
80 points and 23 wins for the men's team this season. Northampton Town women promoted as champions to the FA Women's National League. Northampton Town Women Development Squad League Cup winners. Lift it. Northampton Town Academy Under-18s County Cup winners. That as well. Northampton Town Football and Education Programme NFYL Trophy winners. Yes. Northampton Town Community Trust, one of only 10 clubs across Europe listed for more than football award. Club won the EFL Family Excellence Award. Excellence. And we had our biggest average attendance in League Two for the men's team since 2006. That's the one that surprised me. That's huge. That's that's amazing, isn't it? Considering, I don't. Th- I still think that d- despite the fact that. You know, we had the lockdown. We weren't allowed to go. <laughs> the average attendance the year before was zero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I think despite the fact that I think there was still a bit of apathy about going back to football for many, Yeah, that's an incredible start. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's Brilliant. great. That's so good. Um, Charles, before we go, can, mm. I, can I bring something to the table? Have we got time? Uh, yes, is it a chair? This? I'd like to sit down. Yeah, I'm going to bring a chair to the table. I want to look back on our pre-season predictions if we could. Okay, yeah. Charles, oh, if you want to. Um, so... <laughs> These are the predictions we made on the special pod, I think, at the start of the season, oh, where dear. we were all quite bold about different things. Um, this is what we predicted. The League Two winners, Charles, mm. you predicted Leighton Orient. Oh, a bit wrong there, yeah. wasn't I? Neil predicted Salford. <laughs> I also said Leighton Orient. And Jeffy, you also said Leighton Orient. We were all on the we Kenny Jacket bandwagon. bandwagon, weren't we? Yeah, yeah that's it. That shows how wrong we are. Uh, runners up, you said Tranmere, Charles. Mm. Yep. Neil said Neil said Leighton Orient, so there's another jacket. I said Newport, and Jeffy said Newport. Okay, as well. Third place, Charles. You said Bradford. Mm-hmm. I, I said Northampton well. Town. No, Neil said Northampton. Neil said Town. Northampton. Yes, did, Stop yeah. giving yourself points. Dad. So, <laughs> I said Bradford, and Jeffy, you said Exeter. Yay! The third, so, so technically still still up there. In uh, they come second, didn't they? But yeah, they did. I'll they should you, have won you, it. I'll I'm give furious you a point for that. that they didn't win it. I was just, just absolutely fuming about that. Yeah. Uh, playoff winners, Charles, you said Newport. Uh, Neil said Bradford. I said Mansfield. Oh, still Ooh, on that one then. Okay. Still on. Jeffy, Bristol Rovers. Well, I mean, to be fair. <laughs> you should, should have been right. To be fair. Yeah. No, I shouldn't have been right. They shouldn't even be anywhere near there, but there we go. <laughs> uh, relegated. come. Relegated. Charles has picked his tin pots. Yeah. Uh, he's gone Sutton and Harrogate. We wanted him straight back down there. None of them. Right. Neil's gone Barrow and Sutton. Mm-hmm. I've gone Crawley and Scunthorpe. Oh, well, there you go. Well you got done. one right. Well done. Called the Scunthorpe Collapse. You did. Um, Crawley should be down there. Just, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jeffy, Salford and Harrogate. <laughs> Get Salford in there. I remember you doing that. <laughs> um, Cobbler's top scorer. Charles, you said Atete. Neil went for Benny Ashley Seal. Just... <laughs> I think he was being serious as well. Yeah, he was being serious. Uh, Can I also say about Atete, I strongly believe that if we'd had him for the whole season, he would have been. Yes, yeah, I completely agree. It was Samuel Tobias Hoskins, 13. It was, yeah. Um, Who did I pick? uh, You picked Kabamba, (laughs) Jeffy. I'm not sure what's worse, yours or Daddy's with that one. (laughs) I went for Atete as well. Neil went for Ashley Seal. Uh, Cobbler's league position, Charles, you said 10th. Yep. Neil said 3rd. 
Well, to be fair, we got that, so Neil can have it because we were robbed. <laughs> Joint yeah, yeah, third. Basically. Joint third. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I said eighth, and Jeffrey said tenth. So performing above expectations, and then crazy random shits that we predicted. <laughs> Charles, you said the East Stand would be completed. Well, this season. Not sure where that came. Where? where no idea. Yeah. No idea where I thought that. Yeah. No idea. You clearly not been introduced to Maggie from the council yet. <laughs> before. <laughs> And all those meetings. Neil said Rico was going to be sacked for leaving cans of iron brew in Coldwood's office every week. I remember Ooh. that. That didn't happen. It's not happened yet. No. But Coldwood could be off before Rico I mean, gets a chance. Exactly. <laughs> Too Swansea. Yeah. Uh, and I said, I said Keith Cole was going to troll us all by wearing his summer hat for the game at Sixfields. But he, he didn't. He, didn't. he very he nearly wore it. it on Sky. <laughs> Did he? Well, very nearly. He could have done. It would have it would have gone with his suit. Yes, <laughs> uh, Jeffy, you said your tractors were going to invade the pitch in an attempt to improve goalkeeping height advantage for the club while visiting to build the water park. Yeah. Well, I mean, to be um, fair, my tractors have featured a lot, so I think I win that one. <laughs> okay, they've we'll featured a lot. Yeah, the they season. have featured a lot because I mean, Roberts basically is the size of a tractor in goal. Let's be honest, because he's just yeah. saves everything. Good. I, I was worried what, what you were saying there. I thought <laughs> we want him to re-sign. Don't be going, being me. No, it's him a big. metaphor for how good he is a goalkeeper, <laughs> not his size. I mean, he is a giant, but in height. Can we offer him a free tractor when he signs? I will offer him a whole farm. Ooh, he can have an entire farm. farm. <laughs> farm. The Liam Roberts farm in Watch It. He can have pigs, cows, goats, chickens, everything. He can have Aardvarks. We don't have aardvarks down here. Although we do have, <laughs> we, have an ang- we have an angry ostrich at oh. the zoo um, that gets really cross if you don't feed him. So, yeah. There you go. Brilliant. Absolutely perfect, that. Okay. Um, that's it for this episode of It's All Cobblers to Me. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy the podcast and you want to help us to keep making episodes, you can join the fan club on Patreon where you'll get access to even more episodes and our community on Slack as well. To sign up, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Thank you, Danny. Thank you. Thank uh, you, Jeff. Buckaroo, by the way. Oh, Buckaroo, yes. Good good, good game, that one. Thank you, Jeffy. Wonderful. Thank you so much. And thanks to all of you for sticking with us all the way through the season. We really do appreciate it. Every single time you download an episode or tell us what you think of the podcast, we absolutely love bringing you our thoughts each and every week. And though we're absolutely gutted not to be adding a Wembley special this season, it's been an absolute blast. We'll be back next week with the most glamorous award ceremony around. That's right. It's the Bayos. But until then, up the cobblers. Way! There's the cup, there's the pictures you'll see on tomorrow's back pages. The cobblers are going through into Division 1. Bring them on because we deserve it. This podcast is a proud member of the Fan Hub 100. Football without fans is nothing, so... Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers To Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. 
By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.